rinse and repeat. Broadcasting from the Camp Grilling Studios, this is Sporting Journal Radio. Presented by OnX. Know where you stand with OnX. That's a new personal best bike here. Now here's your host, Brett Amundsen. The 500 show begins now, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in on this station on the Sporting Journal Radio Network by downloading the podcast or by watching this on Facebook, YouTube, or wherever else you're getting it. Maybe you're here in our live studio audience, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming out and being a part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. 500 shows. We're at Riverbend Resort on uh, the Rainy River up here at Lake of the Woods. We uh, just did a two-day fish donkey fishing tournament on the river, and uh, we're going to introduce our winners of that contest. We gave away a bunch of prizes. We want to thank everybody for coming up and being a part of it. If you couldn't make it this year because, A, you were either a little worried about the river being open, or maybe you got worried about the eight inches of snow that we got or whatever it ended up being. Well, you know what? Once you were on the river, you didn't really notice. It was a little cold, but it wasn't uh, wasn't bad at all. We had a great time. And throughout this show, we're going to be talking about how it went and showing you some of the footage and showing you some of the fish that we caught while we were up here on this trip, uh, first of all. So I want to introduce everybody that we got on the show right now. That's David Eckhart right over there. David, how you doing? Doing good. That's uh, Dan Amundsen in the middle. Hey, hey. My name's Brett. Nice to meet you. That's nice Thor over you there. Too. We have Thor. We got Thor. We got Thor. Say hi, Look at Thor. That. Say hi, Thor. Hello, everybody. There you go. Very good. Uh, who is this week's show brought to us oh, by? I Dan? forgot about this part. <laughs> There's sponsors we need to thank. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this week's show is brought to us by OnX. That's no not you the stand OnX file with OnX. Yeah, absolutely, hey, thanks, David. And then Camp Grayling, catch the Grand Slam Lake Trout Pike Grayling and Walleye Fish Camp Grayling this summer. Otter Tail Lakes Country, find your inner otter at ottertaillakescountry.com. Haybill Heights Campground and Resort on Devil's Lake. Plan a trip to Devil's Lake. Learn more at haybillheights.com. Lake of the Woods Tourism, where we're at right now. Lake of the Woods is the walleye capital. Absolutely. Plan a trip for this spring or summer at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Prairie Sportsman, the new season is underway right now. Watch episodes on the Prairie Sportsman YouTube channel or check your TV guide for local airtimes. And mid-migration outfitters get ready to hunt fall honkers and ducks at the Laquafarl Laquaparl Refuge. That's a hard What's, word. What's Laquafarl? I don't know. I live there and I can't say it. It's a hard word. But come hunt geese with us out of our heated 10-man pits and comfortable blinds. Learn more at midmigrationoutfitters.com. Was that really exciting live? Because it's... That might have been the best thing I'd ever done. Yeah, it was good. It was a good job, Dan. Thanks. It's a good job. Uh, we want to thank Eric Osberg for coming up, too, from Otter Tail Lakes Country. And that's a great thing about our sponsors here on the show. We're all friends. We all like what we do. And uh, Eric came up and supported us. And uh, we may be hearing from Eric later in the show. And we, appre- we that's what we appreciate you, about you, Eric. So thank you very much. And, uh, of course, all of our sponsors. And this, this tournament, of course, was sponsored by Smith's Consumer Products. So we gave away a bunch of uh, Smith's electric fillet knives. We had some of their electric knife sharpeners uh we had uh, some other fillet knives and different things that we gave away yamaha's right waters which is all about sustainability and clean water when they heard about the rainy river and the success story here with the sturgeon uh, they were all about it so thank you very much and of course live target we caught fish on live target plastics while we were up here and we gave away a bunch of live target stuff and some drc calls too and we gave away tonight and cory loffler is in the audience ladies and gentlemen the one the only cory loffler and you won't believe what he cooked up for us that's right he cooked up some fresh fish. You know, you might be saying, Brett, but you can't. It's catch and release for walleyes and sturgeon out there right now. Well, that's not what we ate. And we'll tell you more coming up a little bit later in the show. Uh, this week, by the way, Prairie Sportsman, uh, brand new episode of Prairie Sportsman. 
And uh, we're going to play the promo for you right now. And while you're watching this, I'll tell you about it. If I can remember which one it is this week. Is it the ice climbing this week? No, it was the ice no, climbing last was, week. So this week, week was catching burbot. That's right. It was a burbot oh. show and the story about uh, burbots and Big Nasty Tackle. And uh, the Jasons were with us, Jason Rylander and Jason Durham. So watch it Sunday night at 7.30 p.m. on Pioneer PBS or look for it on a PBS station near you or watch it on the brand new Prairie Sportsman YouTube channel. Subscribe to it if you haven't yet. It's Prairie Sportsman on YouTube. You can watch it on any PBS website in the country. You can find it in many, many places, and we had a great time. I mean, it's with the Jasons. You guys all know the Jasons, right? They're uh, they're a good time, so we had a, a lot of fun up there, but not as much fun as we've had up here at Lake of the Woods in the Rainy River, and it was a little touch and go. Like, we were fully prepared to cancel this fishing tournament just a couple of days before we did our postponement. Or what. We weren't quite sure what to do. This is the first annual, first time we did it with the Fish Donkey app, which was awesome. And Thanks, uh, Darren. We were, yeah, we were kind of freaking out just a little bit. Monday and Tuesday last week were quite stressful. I yeah. think I think you definitely grew gray hairs. I probably I, did. My hair turned the, the same color. David, how'd your hair do? It stayed the same, but I was worried. Yeah. We, but here we are. So, Joe, we were probably hitting up Joe Henry all the time. Like, Joe, is the river open? Is it going to be open? Whatever. I had people I had people emailing me all the time. Is, <laughs> can you give me updates? Is the river open? We're driving seven hours. I need to know if the river's going to be open. And uh, I was like, ah, piece of cake. The river's going to be open. And for is is I did have I did have a little bit of worry, but it, honestly, I never really had much doubt because the river generally is going to open up around this time. And I looked at the forecast, and when I looked at it a few weeks ago, it said sunny and 48 for April 4th and April 5th. And I was like, oh my, or April 5th and April 6th. So the, the two nicest days in the forecast were for our fishing tournament. That's not quite what happened. But either way, what day, yeah, wrong. What day did we, what day was that that we saw uh, the Royal Dutchman actually posted some updates for us that we were following and sharing? And uh, Thursday. Thursday, thanks. So Joe. last Thursday. So just a couple of days before we did this, uh, they shared an update that said, uh, we're going to open or the, there's open water to Birchdale and then a group of fishermen who we need to thank by the way a group of fishermen went there and before they could put boats in because the access got cleared but there was shelf ice under the water so you still couldn't launch your boat so it was a group of guys and uh, I want to thank them and I'm going to try to thank them here otherwise we're going to put their names up on the screen here to thank them for doing that but they went out there with chisels and augers and hand saws and cut this access open so not only so they obviously they wanted to go fish but they did it for all of us and between uh the county clearing out the accesses and the amount of work that they do to make sure that we can go fish the rainy river to these volunteers that went dude we should all give these people a round of applause for opening up that first access for us absolutely so we're going to put your names on the screen and we're going to give you some free stuff from the Sporting Journal Radio store at sportingjournalradio.com. So thank you very much for working out there and uh, opening up that access for it. It's uh, yeah, I'll let Dan type that up real quick and I'll stall for time. Sportingjournalradio.com. You spelled it wrong, Dan. Oh, I forgot the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, thank you very much for, for going out there and doing that. Let's meet some winners in our Fish Donkey Contest. The first annual. Should we do a second annual, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. 
So we'll, we'll we'll do it again next year. We maybe we'll do it just a little bit later. Maybe we'll just maybe do it just a little bit later, just uh, so we have a little bit more leeway when the river opens up. But honestly, I think we timed it about perfect. Maybe got a little bit lucky in the timing, but it was about perfect. So we're just going to bring up uh, we'll bring up our largest sturgeon winner, Preston Gerke. Let's have you come up. He caught a 56 and three quarter inch sturgeon. So come on up here and grab a microphone. I'm the captain now. Sorry, I had to just throw that out there. All right, so Preston, uh, who were you in a boat with, first of all? Alex Peterson. Go ahead, you can go ahead and grab that grab mic that there. Mic, That's yeah. all right. Hold it kind of close to you there. So you were one. in Alex's boat. Alex guides here at Riverbend. So uh, how much credit goes to him and how much skill was involved on your part? <laughs> and I've been fishing them for the last couple of years up here. Okay. So you kind of had the program dialed in. Yeah. Uh, tell me about catching that fish. Looked like a perch bite. And then after a while, just go set the hook. And then it took a while to get them in. A little bigger than a perch. Yep. Just, well, it looks just like a perch bite when they hit. Tap, tap, tap. Yep, tap, tap, tap. See the rod? So it was in a rod holder probably. You saw the rod tip bend a little. Yep. Nice. When you set the hook, did you think it was going to be a first place fish? Mm, no, not quite until we got them closer to the boat. Now, this is on day two of the contest, right? Yeah. How did day one go? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any hope that day two would bring you a winning fish? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, that's and that's what this river is all about. Any day, any time, you can end up catching either a contest winner or a personal best or even a, a state record or anything like that. The, the amount of big fish here is uh, kind of yep. amazing. So, well, congratulations, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for coming up. All right. How about our walleye winner? Let's bring Scott up here. Our walleye, our walleye winner, Scott Stever with a 26 inch walleye, which honestly, I was expecting a bigger fish for the winter. I mean, we, David caught a 28 and a half the day before. So, and there was a bunch of, there's some 30s, 30 and a half, some 31s, and then you caught a 26, wins the contest. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about, tell me how that fish went down. Well, I wasn't even, didn't even have my rod in my hand. Um, I think I was netting Corey's fish like a good guy does. <laughs> Go back to my rod and like, oh, it's a rock. Nope, it's a fish. And uh, yeah, it was, came in pretty easy. It was a VMC uh, Moon Eye Jig with a paddle tail. And <laughs> yeah, it was, dev definitely didn't think that was gonna be the biggest walleye of this tournament, especially this time of year. But with water temps dropping, I mean, glad it held. Yeah. I apologize to Dan's mom. She was pretty <laughs> Well, <laughs> say we should, not gonna we should talk dog. to second place Wally. Second, <laughs> see how she feels about We this. will, absolutely. Okay. So uh, I like the idea that a jig and a plastic one because uh, jig and shiners or something is so common up here, but I think the uh, artificial has become, it's been, it's been popular for a while, but I feel like it's getting bigger and bigger. And the fact that you can come up here and catch big fish like that on artificial. But do you want to talk about why you're using artificial and not shiners? 
Well, on day one, we had our bait. <laughs> day two, we forgot our bait back at the cabin. <laughs> Thank goodness Brett was still still sleeping in, and he, he could grab it for us. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice thing about a contest that starts at 9 a.m. You don't have to get up real yes. early. All right. Well, congratulations, Scott. Thanks for being Thanks. a part of it. You Thanks do some guiding, too? Yeah. Um, Started guiding last year. Um, well, last year I was at captain's class this time of year, and river was completely open. So this this is one of the probably latest years of the river being open. And uh, yeah, it's SS Guide Service. Uh, feel free to contact me. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. All right, very good. Well, thank you very much. Should we bring? Let's bring. Let's bring the second place walleye. Let's bring Chris up here. You know, yeah. So there's something I there, there's something I love about this even more than the fact that it's my mom who won second place. Right. But so for how many years? How many years have you been doing this radio show? Uh, ten years. Dan. Ten years. Okay. Yep. Once a week. So for about ten years. Five hundred shows. Your brother, my dad, has been wanting to be on this radio show. Right. Has he ever been on this radio show? Your my brother? Yeah. Your dad? My dad. Should we bring him on too? No. Oh. <laughs> here's what I'm getting at. Okay. I love the fact my mom's on the show before my dad. Wow. <laughs> he is not gonna be happy about that. Well, he can come on later, but she got on first. By the way, you know Kaylee is her favorite, right? I don't care. <laughs> Who caught the, the biggest anymore? fish? That's all we care no, about. No, okay, let me clear it up. Dan right. is my favorite son. There you oh. go. Ah, yeah. Just like one, just like a one parent. Out of one. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, tell me about catching that fish because we were watching it. We actually have footage of it if you want to try to oh, dig it God. up, Dan. There it goes. So I had just talked to you before that, and you hadn't caught a fish yet, right? No, not at all. All day. Sitting in the cold. In the not that cold. Sorry. You said it was not that cold. <laughs> it was not that cold. All right. And then what happened? Um, I think I just kind of like, huh, I might have something or hitting bottom because that's what I did a lot is at the bottom. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is a fish. That's it. I mean, I haven't caught a fish. I haven't been fishing in, I don't know. I've, known, I've known you for 21 years. Okay, so I've, over 20. You, we, you've, I've never seen you go fishing. Okay, so I haven't <laughs> been fishing in over 21 years. So. <laughs> At least you haven't told me about it. <laughs> She's secretly fishing without yeah, her fishing fanatic son. Fisherman. Closet yeah. fisherman. We could go with that. There you go. Well, 24 inches. Uh, good enough for second place in the tournament. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you for coming up. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. All right. And once again, congratulations to all our winners in the Fish Donkey Tournament, the SGR Rainy River 500. We'll have pictures of these uh, people and, win and their winning fishes at sportingjournalradio.com. And uh, look forward to the second year. The SGR. 360, about 360 days from now. Yeah, sometime next Somewhere year. in there. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have all the information. 52 shows on there. Now. All right, we've got more people that are a part of this party. More uh, pictures and video footage from our Rainy River fishing trip here at River Bend Resort coming up in just a little bit. Hey there, folks. I'm Eric Osberg with Otter Tail Lakes Country Association, and I just wanted to wish Brett Amundsen and Sporting Journal Radio a very happy 500th episode. Uh, we were also very happy that we could be a part of the celebration up on the Rainy River. Uh, the weather didn't make us so happy, but it, it made it a memorable trip. We, we were able to catch some fish and have some fun, fun and uh, create some memories. So I uh, really appreciate all that, that Brett and Dan and the crew do for the outdoor uh, community. And uh, it was great to see 
uh, those guys and, and, and Joe Henry and Jamie Dittman and, and, and others while we were up there. So uh, keep up the good work. Congrats on 500. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, 500 more. Did you know there are more than 1,000 lakes in Ottertail County? Yep, and I'm going to fish as many as I can. I'm an outdoorsy otter. Nothing beats a full day of fishing for me. The lakes of Ottertail County give me plenty of options to lower my boat and snag the perfect catch. Not an outdoorsy otter? No problem. Ottertail County has something for everyone. You just need to find your inner otter. To find your inner otter, go to ottertaillakescountry.com. All right, thank you for tuning in on this station right here by downloading the podcast, or maybe you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, Instagram, maybe. Thank you very much. Are we still on Rumble, Dan? Well, technically. <laughs> we might still We're be there. on Rumble. Yeah. All right. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. We're at uh, Riverbend Resort. It's the SGR Rainy River 500 with a live studio audience, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Uh, Thor is also with us right over here. Thor, uh, how was your trip up here? Uh, it was a good time. It was not great road conditions getting up here. I know that driving from Bemidji yesterday um, after going to sleep at 4 a.m. the night Pooped before, up. long shift at the corner bar. Um, yeah, it was pretty slushy getting up here, but uh, yeah, it was once I got here, good fishing, decent fishing, caught fish, so... Can't complain about that. That's all that matters. Have you fished a rainy before in the spring? Um, not this spring. No, I have not. Not this spring. Not not well, this we spring. Like the, yeah, no. this we is. Like we're the, the first, first people yeah. to fish it this spring. So. Yeah. But you fish it. Year? Yeah. How about last year? Yeah, I did, but it okay. wasn't nearly as great. Yeah. yeah. I technically so the, did beat so the Joe Henry. Yes, I have fished the rainy river in yes. the spring before. Yes, I have. That's right. correct. Yeah, I technically <laughs> did beat Joe Henry's walleye too, but I'm just not able to be in the tournament. Oh. I did. I'm fighting words. Yeah. What did you get? What? How long was your walleye? Well, like 23. Right? Yeah. Multiple witnesses. Yeah. Did he measure actually measure it? He did. Mm -hmm. oh, yes. Uh oh. Oh boy. You got, sorry about Take it. Take it outside, gentlemen. Take it outside. Right, you gotta follow the rules. Yeah, gotta follow the rules. <laughs> I, that's right. Joe followed the rules. Thor did not. Well, that's your first lesson as an intern. He was just an employee not eligible. He followed all the rules. <laughs> right. so, sorry well, about it. Yeah. That's what you get for being a college intern. Yeah. Corey Loeffler catches the second place sturgeon 55 inches you wanted to fish sturgeon up here right yeah i've i've caught enough walleyes i think that's not true quota. that's not a thing so that's never a thing well yeah right after i caught my first salmon that i knew <laughs> i had definitely caught enough walleyes and sturgeon are a little bit bigger than salmon so that's the thing about sturgeon is catching the chance to catch a uh, a dinosaur or whatever you want they've been around forever but to be able to catch a fish that big is is uh, a pretty alluring like that's a, that's a good thing yeah yeah for sure my daughter still has me beat. She rubbed that in. Uh, mine was 55 inches. Hers was 63, I oh, believe. Oh, really? So I got a little work to do, but um, we're getting how, there. How old was she when she caught that? I think 15. 15. So you got beat by a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. All right, I'm going to rub it in a little bit, too. So I want you, though, to tell us about the other fish. Did you catch the other fish, or did somebody else catch that? David... Caught David, the other fish. David caught the other fish. Okay. Yeah. And you said, hey, put that in the live well. <laughs> I, I screamed at David to put every fish he caught in the live well. <laughs> that was the only one that he would listen to me on. I was a sucker. And what was your plan? Once it went in the live well, what were you thinking? I 
I was going to cook it one way, shape, or form and try and feed it to everyone. And I think I was fairly, I mean, this is a success. I, I would Got definitely eaten. say it was a success. Look at that. That's in the oven right there. That looks delicious. That's a sucker. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Did you, when did you decide how it was that you wanted to cook it? On the fly. <laughs> we have zero seasoning in the cabin that we're well, we weren't in. planning on cooking sucker right um so i, I bought some uh, i bought <laughs> I a did, lemon i didn't stop at the grocery store and ask do you have sucker seasoning <laughs> <laughs> oh aisle 10 okay thank you very much oh uh, yeah i bought a lemon and some cream cheese at the grocery store brought it back here i scaled it cut the tail off cut the fins off gutted it cut the head off Put it on a platter, put the cream cheese on the side of the platter, put the lemons on top, put it in the oven at three, about 385 for an unknown amount of time until it started making noise like it was done. <laughs> and then... Uh, so I didn't know I any it. of this was happening, first of all. I didn't know about this. And all of a sudden, somebody came in and was like, yeah, Corey wants to come cook a sucker in the kitchen here at the <laughs> bar, the restaurant. I'm like, what? <laughs> Sounds about right. So I grabbed Paul and I'm like, hey, uh, Corey kept a sucker and he's, he's scaling it right now and he wants to cook it in your kitchen. Yeah, and Paul's like, make sure he turns the fan on. <laughs> Because that's not going to smell good. So I go back to tell Corey the good news. That he's going get, to get to cook up, cook this thing up, and it's in the oven in the cabin already. The cabin did not smell good. Uh -oh. <laughs> it was because all you guys showered. <laughs> so you cook it up, and then the plan was to bring it into the restaurant here. Mm -hmm. And uh, how, what was the reaction? I mean, first of all, we all tried it in the cabin beforehand. We're like, yeah, this is your, we give you the pass to go. We'll try to serve it to other people. Yeah, you guys ate we like half little, of it in yeah, the we, cabin. It did. Yeah, Thor had like 10 <laughs> servings of it. Yeah, I couldn't get enough. I don't know why, but it was... <laughs> it was good. It was delicious. Yeah, so... It. But the, the difference, though, is once you brought it in, you got some sriracha that you added. Yeah, a little bit of sriracha into that baked cream cheese kind of made... Uh, well, it was like lava. And I found that out the hard way, <laughs> right away, because I was the first one to dive into it. But um, I put some sriracha on the cream cheese, mixed that in, and we had some Ritz crackers. Um, so just pull a little, uh, put a little of that sriracha cream cheese on Ritz cracker, and then put some of that flaky white fish uh, sucker meat on top of the cracker. And I mean, I thought it was awesome. It was really good. I just actually. had COVID a few weeks ago, so I mean, I can't taste much. <laughs> can't so. taste That's anything. a lot of sriracha sauce <laughs> that just went on that piece. <laughs> Who all in here got to try some and thought it tasted good? You, get, you don't have to. How about clap if you tried it and thought it tasted pretty good? That's a pretty. I don't know about that. Nailed. I think there was more people. But real quick, Corey, I don't want to change, you know, change the subject necessarily, but you cooked or ate something recently, a month ago, two months ago, and it was all, you got, you just ate the hot, hot sauce or something. Remember, do you remember biting into something? And oh, was that honker leg street tacos? It could have been. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. And you guys got a mouthful of... Yeah, I had some uh, jalapenos grown in the garden, and they were absolutely smoking hot that year. It was from two years ago. And I took all the jalapenos, I put them on the pellet grill for like a day, 
as low heat as I could, smoked them, and I put, I think, one tomato in there and maybe one or two green peppers, and I took all of that stuff and I put it in the blender after I pulled it off of the smoker, made this fire paste out of it and it's like it's unbelievably hot and, and i sound kind of like pansy saying that jalapenos are that hot but no joke that'll it'll light you on fire so i put some in uh uh spanish rice and i was gonna put mix that in with this honker street taco that i made for lunch while i forgot to mix it so i the one bite that i took out of there the entire bite was just this fire pit <laughs> and uh, play stupid games and win stupid prizes i guess that's right jamie what did he do wrong in that cooking process nothing i was pretty sure though when i seen him outside scaling this fish that he was scaling a 30 inch walleye <laughs> <laughs> so i had to go check it out and see what it was <laughs> have you ever had in spirit, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had sucker before, Jamie? No, we've had smoke sucker. Um, we used to do that all the time, but never. So you have had but, sucker before, then? Yeah. That, but, okay. Why can't okay. guys Am answer I, our questions? Are people listening to me right now? Am I speaking Spanish? Technically. Maybe. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, Jesse, what did you... You were hesitant. You weren't going to eat it. I, I wasn't going to eat it. Grab till, the microphone right there. I wasn't going to eat it till uh, the sriracha got involved. Then I was all in. Yeah. And but, what did you think after you... It, it wasn't bad. It was very good. <laughs> it wasn't bad. That's not bad. <laughs> you know, I, I was very surprised. He was the last one to eat it. What's that, Jamie? He was the last one to eat it. He was the last one? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was. But you almost had to talk him in. Didn't you talk him into a court? Who's somebody talked him I into? Talked oh, David <laughs> talked him into it. Yeah. I yeah. think it was the bush light. <laughs> bush light. There was a couple of them, too. But All right. The Sriracha really did it for me. Jamie, how was fishing? Uh, yesterday was okay. But we had an Amundsen in the boat that really could fish. It was great. Who was, who was that? Let's clarify, please. I told you enough times yesterday. Yeah, okay. I wanted Brett to hear it. Oh, it, you got it recorded. So. All right, all right. Oh, so Dan made it better for you. Yes. Dan helped. Yes. All right. It was awesome. And uh, today was pretty slow, but oh well. We got plenty of fish yesterday. We got a little bit of everything, and it was good. You know, it's funny, and I, I heard that from a lot of people that today was slower, but Joe, wouldn't you say today was way better for us than yesterday? We did way better. It helps when you have graphs. <laughs> it, it helps to have electronics. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, yesterday my electronics wasn't work weren't working, and, you know, the motors are working, the trolling motor was working, everything was working great, and I went to hit my electronics, and it didn't work. And you know, I went through that boat all day long while we're fishing. I couldn't figure it out, so I was using my phone with Navionics. So at the end of the day, Jamie Dimmons, kind of known as a techie guru, so he jumped on my boat in five minutes and he says, it's all fixed. <laughs> what did you find? You know, I was looking at the one battery terminal and there's three connections. I looked at the other battery terminal, there's only two. So I found there's one connection caught next to the battery. I hooked it up and it worked just fine. <laughs> so what do you do? And, well, we caught a lot more fish. That's what we did. What, we, uh, <laughs> we caught a lot of fish today and, uh, and it, I'll, was, it was good. I'll ask you about techniques here in just a little bit, Joe. We'll talk a little bit about fishing with you here in a little bit. But before we let you guys go, uh, Jamie, when you fish this time of year up here at the Rainy River, you bring one thing on board with you every time and it's not a lure it's not rods 
Uh, you like to eat in the boat. Well, you got to have the jet boil. <laughs> what did you cook? What did you uh, cook today? Today we just actually we just had sandwiches. But yesterday we oh, had uh, chili mac, rice and chicken, beef stroganoff. Boats. Boiled sucker, believe it or not. <laughs> that was Corey's boat. <laughs> Very good. Well, uh, guys, I appreciate you guys coming. Uh, Corey, Jamie, both of you guys have been on the show. Corey, I didn't. Re I honestly forgot that you were on show number two. That's a big deal. Ten years ago. It's big deal. It's the only reason we're here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, do you do you remember that? Do you remember thinking like, who is this guy? This show will never last. I mean. No, I don't remember a lick of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So somebody asked me um, the other day how I got to know you and how that all came about. And I, I had to tell them a story. I was at Shields in Fargo and I was looking to buy a new goose call. And there were these two guys there in the duck and goose call section. And they're like, are you looking, you're looking at a new goose call? They didn't work there. There's just two guys there randomly shopping. They're like, are you looking for a new goose call? And I said, yep. He goes, ah. Uh. DRC, Corey Loeffler. He's kind of weird, but his calls are good. Spot on. I, I paid those guys to be there. <laughs> no, they didn't say that, but they did say, these are the calls. He's a good dude. He's up in Thief River Falls. These are the calls you need to get. So I ended up buying one that day, and then I lost it immediately. Uh, but I called you up because I wanted to do a contest on the radio station I was working at, and you shipped me a call to do as part of that giveaway. We gave away some other hunting stuff. I don't remember. Uh, so I, I appreciate you uh offering up some of your stuff as part of that con contest and unfortunately now I've known you ever since <laughs> I think the first time we met probably was when you ran up for Goose Fest I think that was it that, yeah. yeah and that was a blast all the years that we messed around with with that media event very serious hunting was going on <laughs> very serious did you no. eat suckers there too we, we did. <laughs> there's a good chance we ate suckers up there but i don't really remember um and then jamie when i'm trying to remember when you you were on early in the show too at some point we met at the governor's fishing opener in park rapids oh I think. that's what it was okay yep all right well you're welcome <laughs> now, Jamie, it was great. You you were always very helpful with the show, and um, you know if I needed a fishing report, especially in the Brainerd Lakes area, you were always well. Yep. And sometimes I'd call him and be like, "Hey, dude, somebody just canceled on their interview today. I need somebody in five minutes. Can you be a part of it?" And you're like, "You bet. Let's go right now." So thank you very much. I appreciate it. You usually say Corey's still sleeping, so can you? <laughs> but we spent a lot of time on on this body of water too. We've had a lot of fun up here. Oh yeah, we filmed some TV shows up here yep. yeah that one year we caught sturgeon and you were up here before me and you're, you're sending me messages like get up here hurry up because you had already had what four in the boat i landed i think it was by myself and i think i landed like four over 40 inches by myself and i couldn't take anymore how did that go it was crazy how do you net <laughs> did you how do you net a sturgeon while you're reeling in a sturgeon uh, a little bit of skill a lot of bad language <laughs> it was <laughs> <laughs> well we had a great time we put together a great show and uh, yeah. that's the other thing we've we've done a lot of film. we went winter camping yep. in in Quincy's that was for uh, Minnesota Boundary whatever it was but yep. we 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 went camping around the Boundary it was around Ely and it was the absolute coldest weekend of the winter and we're gonna sleep in a pile of snow so we we just piled up snow <laughs> hauled it out and slept in there and it was in the heart of Wolf Country at the time and. 
Jamie tried to get wolves to come into my Quincy. They were Pine Martins. <laughs> we did get a Pine Martin to come into the tent while we were eating. A Pine Martin literally ran in, and I think Bill Cirque tried to give him a cookie or something like that. that I'll tell you wild. what, out of all the shows we've done and all the things I've done, that show, doing that, you know, it was I was way out of my element. Yeah. And because of that, you can do, like, you know, now when I go out hunting and stay in a tent, middle of nowhere, I'm fine. But that one really... You know, made you know you could do it. It was cold. Like yep. it was, it was 33 below zero or something like that. It was crazy. And we're sleeping in a pile of snow in the middle of nowhere, surrounded surrounded by well pine martens. It turns out. Yep. That was the funniest thing. We had a tent and it was a full moon, and this thing came and stole. We caught some rainbow trout, and this thing came and stole one of our rainbow trout from right outside the tent in the middle of the night. And the guy that was uh, filming that trip, the camera guy, woke up when he heard a, heard a noise. And you remember the car cartoons when you're a kid, Tom and Jerry or whatever, and the mouse would be around the corner and there'd be a huge shadow behind him. And then he'd come around the corner and it's a, it's a little mouse, right? He's like, I don't know, guys. It was, there's was a huge shadow on the side of the side of the tent. I think it was a, I think it was a timber wolf, man. And then that pine martin came in the next day. So here's this little pine martin casting this huge shadow on the side of the tent. But uh, it, was a, it was a wild experience. We've had a bunch of uh, wild crazy adventures so uh, guys thanks for being a part of uh, the 500 show and all the other shows that you guys have been a part of and Jesse of course uh, it's good to meet you finally I know we've been friends on Snapchat and all that good yeah. stuff for a while and uh, congratulations on uh, and everything uh, being a part of the contest and all that stuff and guys thank you for being on the show thank you thanks Brett thanks all for right. having us and congrats on 500 mm -hmm. thank you very much more from Riverbend Resort coming up 852 million acres of public land, 147 million private properties, all in the palm of your hand. The number one hunting GPS app just got better. With hundreds of custom map layers, 3D and topographic maps, you can easily scout on the road or at home before you go. And now you can get important weather details, CWD detection, and even know what crops have been planted where. Get the most trusted hunting GPS app ever made. Onyx. Know where you stand with Onyx. What's going on over there, you guys? Paul, Paul, quit playing with the balloons over there. Those balloons spell out 500. It's because it's our 500 show here with Sporting Journal Radio. Thank you for tuning in on this station right here by downloading the podcast or by watching this on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're watching it, you're seeing all sorts of uh, shenanigans taking place up here at Riverbend Resort on the Rainy River at Lake of the Woods. And joining us now is, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Henry. Joe Henry. Lake of the Woods Tourism. Also, Paul Johnson from Riverbed Resort. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Johnson. And next to him, Greg Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, Midwest Outdoors, Greg Jones. How you guys doing? Doing great. Good, good, good. Good. Paul, thank you very much for having us. Oh, this is a, this is a treat. This is an honor, Brett. I mean... Wow. How amazing is 500 shows? It's pretty amazing. Let's be honest. That's awesome. <laughs> no. Congratulations. No, thank you very much. No, I appreciate that. And I remember last time I saw you, you were sitting right around there. I was sitting right around here. And I was telling you that we're coming here for the 500 show. You said it. It happened. It happened. I'm going to believe everything you say now. All right. I'm going to catch <laughs> I'm going to catch a 34-inch walleye. Dude. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Wrong. Yeah. It, it did not happen today, but uh, we we actually, Joe, so we fished out of your boat. Thank you very much for bringing your boat up and being a part of it. My pleasure. Thank you. And uh, uh, first of all, thank you for, you've been on the show probably more than anybody else. Thank you very much for our uh, our long-term uh partnership relationship the 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 you know the the tips and the and the reports that you do for us are invaluable i appreciate you being a part of it what i i think it's great that you know uh celebrating the 50 shows i mean <laughs> how many people make 50 <laughs> Oh, wait, I forgot a zero, 500 shows. Here's to 50 more, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Move All that right. decimal point. But you know, I'll tell you, it's a, it's a, it's a pleasure. And, you know, obviously, uh, with, with Lake of the Woods tourism, you know, uh, I, I think a big part of promotion is education and awareness and things like that. And, you know, rather than just sell or advertise or whatever, I think it's just uh, getting information out there that can truly help people. And, you know, we... Uh, I have the privilege of representing a very special natural resource. And based on what you do with Sporting Journal Radio, it fits really nice with our market. And um, I want to thank you guys for uh, you know getting the word out. You know, since I started with you, look at the radio stations and the coverage that you've increased. Take a look at your reputation. Look at the clients that you work with now. It's gone way down. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's been a, it's been a good ride, and you know, I I, uh, I look forward. You know, I, I was thinking about. It, I'm like, you know what? I won't tell my age, but you know, can't wait. Uh, I can't wait till uh, show 1,000. Well, maybe maybe we'll be here for show 1,000. And you know, it's uh, it's very possible. And I'll tell you something. You know, you uh, I'm excited to see where you go in the future too. And uh, between Sporting Journal Radio, Prairie Sportsman, all the clients that are. Uh, are, are working with you. I just think it's a neat deal. And, uh, you know, the, the, I can tell you from a Lake of the Woods tourism perspective, and Paul Paul Johnson, I work with very closely up here at Lake of the Woods. He's on my board of directors. But, you know, we uh, when we want to get the word out, we, we try to look to work with people of character and good people. And that's first. Who's that? <laughs> you know, I won't say their names, but no. <laughs> but, uh, but that's you. And uh, we, we appreciate everything you've done. And uh, yeah, just uh, it's a win-win deal. And uh, we're excited about it. We're, uh, we do some good stuff, don't we? We do do some good stuff. And it's amazing to think that you're on every week with us talking about Lake of the Woods. And somehow, in the last 10 years, we found something new to talk about <laughs> every week for 10 years. Well, you think about it. You know, it's, it's for, well, first off, it's Lake of the Woods. Yeah. So, I mean, you know... <laughs> There, there's hunting, there's fishing, there's, you know, think about it right now. We just came off of ice fishing. Right now, as we speak, I just spoke to somebody in the bar that's whacking huge pike. He says ice is iffy out west on the west part of the lake, but he's whacking huge pike right now. He says right now they are hot to trot. At the same time, we were just on the Rainy River. There's three axes open. You know, now we're going to roll into, you know, sturgeon season once walleye closes April 14th. And then we're going to be opening the fishing. And then we're talking summer fishing. And then we're talking early goose. And gross. It just rolls, doesn't it? There's so much to do up here. Yeah. And something new at every turn of the calendar, every turn of the page, uh, there's something new to do. Well, and I, I think the other part of it, too, is, um, you know, fr from my perspective of director of tourism for Lake of the Woods, you know, we have a very expansive stakeholder model. So now we're talking, you know, 
um, federal, state, and local legislators. We're talking DNR Fisheries, DNR Enforcements. We're talking a, a Canadian Consulate, Canada Border Services Agency, U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Uh, I mean, you know, we can go on and on. And all those things are newsworthy. They affect the outdoors. They affect our markets. So there's a lot of interesting things that we talk about from uh, from week to week, and it's a good reason to tune in. I think. Well, and it's constantly changing. Yep. And, and in particularly the last couple of years, when you talk about border rules, when you're a border water things are changing limits are are changing at times there's con they're constantly looking at fishing pressure and what's going on and you've got increased use of technology so and lake of the woods is so unique in the in the aspect that it's such a destination for so many people and it's such a special place that there's always and it's and there people are always interested it's when we put out our report Lake of the Woods Fishing Report on YouTube, it's always our top viewed video mm -hmm. up there because so many people care about this fishery up here and care about uh, how the bite is and what accesses are open and what's going on and in the, in the future of the lake as well too. It's it's a place that people are passionate about. You know, I tell you, I, I've been tourism director for 10 years and I, uh, I fished the lake about 20 years before that. And you know, one thing I, when I first came up here, it was such a cool experience. I got so many walleyes, and then of course bonus saugers, but I got so many fish, and we got a couple of big fish. And I thought to myself, you know, when I take time off, if I'm gonna pack the car up, take days off, why not drive a couple extra hours and have an opportunity at world-class fishing all the time? The chance for numbers are always there. Yeah, there's a chance you get out of tough fishing, tough weather, things like that. But I mean, the chance for numbers, the chance for big fish, and you know, Lake of the Woods, we always say this, you never know what you're gonna catch on Lake of the Woods. <laughs> and it, it, it happens all the freaking time. And that's that's one of the cool things. And never, never thought I'd be tourism director representing the area, but I'll tell you something, uh, I had somebody, uh, I used to, one of the businesses I was in, I had to go in, in home for sales. And this old timer told me, Brett, he said, you know, Joe, when you go in the home, you carry two products with you every time. You carry one in your hand and one in your heart. And I'll tell you, if you represent something that's in your heart, hard to go wrong, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a, something you believe in. And it's, if you're representing something that you believe in, you're not, you're not really selling the destination. I mean, in a sense you are, but you're, you're just telling people what you're passionate about. It's more education than anything. Yeah. It just, yeah. just like today. We were in the boat today. Yeah. We were in a freaking snow, practically <laughs> a snowstorm, kind of. Yeah. But I mean, yesterday and today we fished together. And, you know, I'll tell you something. Um, we caught fish. Yeah. And we saw, uh, whenever diver ducks would fly by, I know you're such a waterfaller. <laughs> what kind of ducks are those? Brett. Golden eyes. Ducks. Golden eyes. <laughs> Buffleheads. They better have been And then every time we go by freaking geese, I hear, I hear uh, Brett in the front of the boat making goose sounds. How's that go again? Make a goose sound. What were you look, look, look. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. So every time we go by geese, he's doing that. He, I wouldn't have to I say know, a word. I can hear him clucking the front, you know? And uh, I, I think that's what it was. But uh, <laughs> You never know. You never know. He blames the dogs. You know, in the car, he blames the dogs. I mean, it's unbelievable. But, uh, but no, I tell you, we, uh, and, and I'll tell you, for the other part of this, Sure, had a good time fishing with you. Yeah. You know, we, we really had some fun the last couple of days. Man, went from a freaking jig bite where we were catching a few fish. We said, you know what, Brett, this is getting too freaking frustrating. Let's change it. Let's put, our, let's put some lures in front of a whole bunch of fish and pull some cranks. And we did that. And I'll tell you what, did things turn on for us? Absolutely. And it's amazing because, uh, you know, Dan and I talked about it coming up here. And, uh, 
We're like, ah, and I, I Joe, how many years have I said I, I loaded up on crankbaits for our trip to Lake of the Woods, <laughs> yeah. and then I never you take never them out them? of my, I never take them out of my tackle box. <laughs> we pull spinners in the summer, or we, or we drag jigs in the spring or fall or whatever. And we were dragging jigs, and Dan and I caught a couple fish, but it was pretty tough that first day. And then we started out dragging jigs, I think, yesterday. And then you're like, we need to cover more water. We need to get in front of these fish. This just isn't working. We caught it. We picked off a couple fish. We switched to crankbaits, and it was like, whack, whack, whack. What was like, it, though? It, it was, turned on. It was really, really game on. And you know, I'll tell you, it's not that crankbaits are work better than jigs in the spring fishing all the time. Right. They did these last couple of days when conditions were tough. Fish were spread out. They had lockjaw. You know, when they have lockjaw, you can be on a whole bunch of, you can be on six fish, put a jig in front of them, and those six fish don't want to eat. You're screwed. You know what? Now let's put a crankbait on. Let's, let's, let's put it right in front of their face with a three-way rig, and let's go through thousands. Now you might get a couple that get that reaction bite. Hey, tell you what, all of a sudden we have an ex- a successful fishing trip. Explain that three-way rig. You know, a three-way rig is simply a three-way swivel. It's real simple. It's just a three-way swivel. One part of the swivel goes to your fishing rod. The other part has a six-foot leader, and it goes to a shallow diving crankbait. And the third, you have about a two-foot piece of line with about a two-ounce weight on it. And really what you're doing is you're trolling up current, and all you're doing is just making sure that your weight's near the bottom. And that crankbait, with a current, and you're going up upstream about a mile and 1.2 miles per hour, that crankbait's always going because of the current. It's always going crazy. So you're moving real slow, and you, when you go through the holes of a river and up on flats and stuff it's so cool because if you're running a straight crankbait that crank might be running eight feet down in some cases you're hitting bottom in some cases you're going through a 15 foot hole and it's the, the fish aren't going to come up seven feet to grab it but when you're using that three-way rig it's almost like a bottom bouncer you're right. covering the bottom you're constantly covering the bottom and putting that crank on the bottom of the, you know, the river where most of those fish are living i'll tell you it's just an effective way to do it we did that today and it, here's the other thing that was really interesting I, as you saw my dashboard, I was going through a lot of crankbaits, wasn't I? Yeah, you were s- switching quite a bit. I was trying to get it dialed in because I'd given you one one lure. Greg, what was the name of that Rapala that we used? Yeah, flat, flat wrap. A, a flat, a flat wrap. A flat wrap, and it's kind of a unique Rapala, but you were using a gold flat wrap and just cranking on them consistently, and I was rotating I mean, let's bait. be honest. It was maybe the lure. It was... Say, are you sure Brett actually <laughs> caught... Are you sure it's Brett that caught fish? <laughs> well, you know, I think I think uh, maybe the, the, the good lord was good to you because it's your 50th show yeah. oh wait sorry 500 500 500 for the good. but uh i'll tell you what um i was rotating finally at the end i found a lure that i think rivaled it yeah and i'll tell you what that was it was a surprise to me it was a i'm gonna give you a tip now lake of the woods this is a tip a scatter wrap in the minnow style gold alburnus that gold alburnus is kind of a dark shiny gold we pull that scatter wrap which a scatter wrap is a, a lure that's got that curved bill on it what happens is when it goes through the water it kicks to the side well normally that's the kind of bait you want to use in the summer when fish are active and the water temperatures are up there you know in this weather you, water you want to use a tight i put that i just said i'm going to try it screw it i'm going to try it i put that on I'll tell you what, I started catching fish immediately. I catch multiple immediately. fish. I mean, yeah. boom, 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 boom. That, that I learned something new, but did, that was a cool yeah, thing. Yeah, I taught something to Joe Henry for once on Lake of the Woods. Well, what did you teach me? <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> that, you sure the heck didn't pick that crankbait out. That your crankbait catches fish. Oh, That's what I taught you. No. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Uh, um, no, I'll tell you what you did, you did teach me is, you know what? 
Let's get that camera right down to the water. Let's hold that walleye in an ice cold hand. Let's try to keep it and hold it there for a while and then adjust it and turn the angle just perfectly. And then lower it down into the water and he's gonna put it in slow-mo and he lower it in the water to release it. But I'll tell you, those, those little, little things you do is why your darn videos turn out so darn good you know i just but we, we did a lot of extra nuances today don't we yeah absolutely i just wanted to make you keep your hand in that cold water as long as possible really <laughs> joe the camera does the slow-mo yeah <laughs> that's, that's funny that you say that because i'm like joe all right i'm gonna have you release and i'm gonna do it in slow-mo so joe's like okay you ready here we go I'm like, no, Joe, the camera does the slow mo. Well, it was, was kind of funny, though, because I told Brett, I said, that's just like when you talk to somebody from another country and they don't understand uh, English real good. You talk real loud so they can understand it better. So I was using that gold uh, flat wrap, and you had one other uh, Rapala just like that. It was in like a silver and black. Well, I'll tell you, I had, I had one other Rapala just like it. And I, I, Greg Jones is going to start pulling crankbaits. You know, he was pulling a jig. So he's going to start pulling crankbaits. I think he had that on about three minutes, and he freaking broke it. No, I, I, I pulled that crank for a day and a half. I had no problems. I think he pulled it for about uh, maybe five minutes, and he snagged up. He pulls it in, and the darn bill's broken off. I'm like, well, Jonesy, Come on. what the heck? Go back to the jig. Yeah. Come on. Well, that's what you started off with, Greg, today was the jig. But uh, your jig is, it's not your average, it's a, not your typical average jig. Yeah. It's got, or do you want to learn that from uh, Nicole Stone's husband, actually, actually dragging a jig i think it's popular with north dakota guys and started with it right away i always liked the ringworms and that type of thing i did slip a stinger on it but uh and i was hanging with you for quite a while as long as we were in that 14 foot it was a three-quarter ounce so i could get it down had to run a lot of line out rod holder caught most of them you know you seen but um it was uh and it that jig's running just about like a crankbait would run down there i'm trying to work it inch or two off the bottom if i see the rod touch bring it up a little bit that type of thing and it's way back there i mean it took me longer to get uh get the fish in with the jig but it was trolling it like a crank i tried to go to lead i couldn't get him to work on that obviously i tried uh putting a crank down on a three-way and lost joe's uh, other <laughs> we had two of those flat wraps and i lost one in 90 seconds so figured, ah, that jig back. had a blade on it though too yeah that blade on there has something oh, is that a secret it. was i not supposed no, to know you know it's uh, i think that's a mission tackle product it showed up a few years ago i told you the story of uh i drove 10 miles and walked another mile to go buy some more to get back there and that jig was working that day and i've yeah he says i like, need these jigs so he takes his boat 10 miles down the river gets out and walks a mile to the store <laughs> buys 25 dollars worth of these jigs or whatever it was Yo, oh yeah well, i saw three 10 pounders in a row and i was sitting right next to him and <laughs> i asked him if he had any more and he said no it's the last one I asked him where he got them and he told me and said i'll be right back in about an hour <laughs> <laughs> Don't go nowhere. <laughs> Walk a mile. I mean, that's a testament of a true fisherman right there. Walk a mile for a jig that you just watched three 10-pound walleyes get he caught said on. He was on his, his third 28, 29, 30-incher, and I was sitting about as far away as we are right now. There's, It's not the fisherman at that point. There's something different going on, and just got to have just like your plug today. You know, your plug caught more than... Yeah, I never uh, changed.
changed once. That, that you never changed once. Joe changed about six, seven times, and he finally found one that could hang with it, you know. But the rest of them were not doing it, you know. And and they were fussy. And they doesn't matter where you go this time of year. Them that water temperature drops at all, but to degrees like that. I mean, it just saw it out at the NWT at Detroit. I mean them. Those are the pros. They were guys drawing blanks, you know, and seeing it at all kinds of different fisheries, especially in the spring. If the water temperature goes backwards, you got your work cut out for you. So, looks like it's going to be nice this weekend. So, for everybody coming up, that uh, that equation is going to change and go the right yeah. way. Well, what I what my takeaway is from what happened these last two days is the weather change and that can shut down fishing. And how many times do you hear that? Oh, I took my trip and the weather changed and he should have been here yesterday, that type of thing. So fishing was decent on Monday. David caught that 28 and a half. Fishing was okay on Tuesday as things were changing. Wednesday, fish, if you talk to most of the people, fishing got real tough except for us. And what did we do? We changed tactics. So how important is that when fish aren't biting to be uh, flexible enough to change up presentations till you find something that works. Yeah, and that's the advantage of having multiple people too. I mean, that's different presentations and trying different things. I'll, I'll say this too, you know, uh, coming up looking at the weather forecast, snow, high wind, cold, it's like, oh yeah. You know, you can't change when the fishing tournament is or when this event is. And you know, it was kind of intimidating actually, but you know what, getting on that river, that river is small water. It's not real big water. So no matter where you go, it's such a windy river in some places that you can always get out of the wind. And there's so many spots to fish. There's not one community hole. There's nooks and crannies everywhere. And I'll tell you, you know what, being out there, it was snowing out. I mean, yesterday, actually yesterday, Brett, that snow, the snowflakes were so big. It really made for some good video. It made for some good, you know, photography. But we were out there yesterday and, uh, you know, once you're out there in it, and we, we had our ice fishing stuff on. So it's kind of cool getting out of the truck, just throwing your coveralls on, throwing your big ice fishing jacket on, and throwing your hood up, and you're good to go. That's all you need. And, you know, it looked cold out, but we weren't cold at all. My hands got cold because I wasn't wearing gloves all day fishing. But, I mean, other than that, it was actually a really fun day. And it, it, it made me think It made me think about something. It's like, you know, I was even, and I've been on the hunting, fishing, you know, my whole life. It was kind of intimidating hitting this water, this this cold with a snowstorm and stuff. You know what? Once I was out in this stuff, it was great. I mean, I, it was awesome. It, it was definitely not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Nope. Like when I looked at the forecast both days, I was like, great. You know, here we got this first ever fishing tournament. The weather's going to be bad. Once you were out there, it was fine. You know, as long as you were dressed warm and a lot of the boats had tops, some had heaters, some had hand warmers in their in their pockets, and uh, some had jet boils. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we, we just went out there and we dressed for it and we were fine. Yeah, my gloves got wet and then my hands got a little cold and, and then once by the end of both days we were pretty saturated and uh, then it started you're like all right now we're near the end of the day but otherwise i didn't i wasn't cold at all and they were talking about you know 25 mile an hour winds snow eight inches of snow or whatever it was but it was great what well, i'll I say it. this too i think you know uh, you know a lot of times it's like okay you want to hear hey when, when when's the bite happening by the time you hear about it, it's too late. You just gotta make a plan and come, and maybe maybe play the weather if you have some flexibility in your schedule, but you know what, just come up and go fishing, and uh, you know, think about it. We went jigging, which, and the jig bite's notorious for the spring, that's what most people are doing. 
we weren't we weren't getting them dialed in on jigging, so we switched to a three-way wig and, and covering water with crankbaits. It's not a tough technique. That's a technique no. that just about everybody could do. And you're going to catch fish. I mean, I was a glorified rod holder. Basically, yeah. when you're pulling cranks, I mean, that's you just make yeah. sure you're down on the well, bottom. And, and that's the weather conditions. You give these fish 48 hours, and they're going to get all over a jig. And that's why you didn't see any 28, 29, 30-inchers today. They just didn't want to bite. Them baits went by a bunch of them, you know, and they're... They're there. They've been getting caught before, but it's that's why fishing's so special because it's different every time. Well, I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you another reason it's special. We, uh, we we did some spot hopping today, and we said you know, I fished with Brett and Greg today. But you know what? We did some spot hopping, and we said, "Hey, we're gonna go on a milk run. We're gonna go spot to spot to spot. We're gonna pull cranks through them, and if we're whacking them, great." And we whacked some fish, but they weren't big enough, so we'd move. I'll tell you something. The last darn spot of the day, we had 30 minutes. We pull in there, whack, 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 yeah. whack, and some nice fish too. What'd you pop it in there? 20, uh, 21, 21, I think. Yeah, the last fish, right? 350. I made a joke that I was gonna wait till 359 to catch the biggest fish. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was my biggest fish of the trip. It wasn't the biggest for the tournament, but it was at like 356. I think you said we have. Wait, four no, I think it was three. Yeah, it was 357. And when you when you actually when you netted it, we had three minutes left. And Brett, like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. It is. It was nice fish i'm not gonna register this fish it's my kind of own my own tournament stuff i'm like let's get that thing on fish talk here we go, right here, here, here's the players you get your phone ready i got this we got two and a half minutes right now let's get her done and we i, I put it on the scale as 21 inches so we, we didn't it didn't matter anyway yeah but we were ready yeah we were we, ready we could have got that fish and, and honestly it was only 21 but it was probably the thickest fish. yeah and that you know? was a different pot of fish they were popping i mean you two had three four bites and probably 50 yards and they were hitting the jig totally different so that's Oh, heck, I think we caught five fish in the last uh, 15 minutes. And it was, you guys are real lucky because we came real close to just blowing off the rest of the night and staying out there and fishing for a while. <laughs> so we decided to come in and... Uh, just been you and me, David. Yeah. We would have got <laughs> yeah, it. You guys would have been in charge yeah. of the podcast and Thor. Thor would have been there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But when we don't pay, I forget about you, Thor. Sorry. The bottom Call line is, while a 26 was our big in this tournament, obviously there's been 30s and 30 and a halfs and 29s and 31s that have been caught, 28 and a half the other day. When you're at a place like this, all it takes is one, as you said many times in the boat today, Joe. The fish are there, and it could happen at any moment. You could be catching 10-inch saugers, and the next one could be a 33-inch walleye. Well, I tell you, I don't, I don't know, and you guys, I'll defer to you guys because you know the water as good as anybody. But I think a lot of those fish, some of those fish had already come up, and now the water got cold, so they're just staging and waiting. I think there's still more fish to come. I think there's a lot of big fish to come. Paul, what do you think? Oh, totally agree. And it's it's a water temperature progression. There, there's magic temperatures that I've heard that they move, they move further. The the length is determined on temperatures. I mean, yeah, I, there's a lot. It of was come. was interesting because we made a move at one point from near Pinewood all the way back up to not far from uh, Birchdale or the Nelson Landing, but we lost about a degree and a half, probably almost two degrees in water temperature. We snaked out a couple up there, but it was it was a lot tougher. There was a little bit of picking up a little bit of stuff in the water column, but something was different up there. And then we dropped back to the first hole that had 14, 15 and caught more fish up there in 20 minutes than we did in an hour and a half trolling around in eight, uh, you know, nine, 10, 11 foot. So. They'll be up there using that to spawn pretty soon. They're here, and more are coming. And Joe, as a wise man once told me, if you want to catch big fish, you have to what? 
Tell you what, if you, biggest secret in the world, if you want to catch big fish, you got to fish in a body of water that has a lot of big fish. And <laughs> where is that? And what should they do if they want to plan a trip there? You know what? If you want to uh, learn about uh, spring fishing or summer fishing in Lake of the Woods, uh, check out our website, and that's lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Joe, uh, thank you very much, of course, for all, all the years and all the interviews and thank all the you. reports. Uh, Paul, thank you for being a part of it, and thank you for having us. And uh, Greg, uh, I'm glad you I'm glad you came. Thank you so much, and congratulations. I mean, that's, that's saying something. 500 shows. You're putting in good work. The awards are coming. You do a good job. Thank you very much. Are you going to play for us tonight? Uh, I think we'll pretend there's a campfire and it's 85 out in sunny <laughs> in July. You so if you didn't make it, you missed out on live Jimmy music Buffett. from Greg Jones. <laughs> next year, come for next year's uh, SGR 500. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. We're not done yet. More coming from Riverbend Resort here on Sporting Journal Radio. Northern Minnesota's Walleye Factory is a year-round world-class fishing destination. The perfect getaway this summer is just a short drive to Lake of the Woods. Fish Big Traverse Bay, the Rainy River, or visit the unique Northwest Angle. To catch big fish, you have to go where the big fish are. Plan your trip to Lake of the Woods at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. That's lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Devil's Lake is legendary, and this summer has been legendary for walleyes. Don't miss out. Call Haybale Heights Campground and Resort today to book one of their modern cabins on East Bay. The cabins are furnished with a full bathroom, kitchen, and all the amenities like high-speed internet and are clean following CDC guidelines. Staying at Haybale Heights gives you full access to a private boat launch, fish cleaning station, and beach area. Learn more at haybaleheights.com. That's haybaleheights.com. Plan your trip to legendary Devil's Lake today. All right, it's been uh, quite the show so far up here at Riverbend Resort on the Rainy River. It's our 500th episode, ladies and gentlemen, 500 shows. We are celebrating. We're throwing a party. We are fishing. We have the Fish Donkey Tournament, uh, the SGR Rainy River 500. And so many people came up and just wanted to fish for sturgeon, which... I, Dan, I know we talked about, we bought sturgeon gear, we brought up the heavy rods, we talked about fishing for sturgeon. It's just hard to do well, when there's so many big walleyes here. We, we, we talked about it, but I think we both knew that was to the extent that was going to go because we want to catch walleyes. Yeah, and, I, and maybe if we'd caught some big walleyes right away, maybe we would have tried to catch, you know, some 60-inch sturgeon or something like that. But, David, I know you're kind of a big fish guy, too. You fish a lot of big flathead catfish. Uh, how excited were you to try to fish sturgeon up here? I also was looking for a big walleye, yeah. and after catching that 28 and a half Monday, it was, I'd never caught a sturgeon before, so. And you we, caught a big one, didn't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, big walleye, big sturgeon, that's what you come up here for, and uh, some other people that were up here, uh, Alex Peterson and Dina Vicker with us over here. How you guys doing? Good, good. All right, thanks for being Happy on the show. Here. First of all, Alex, you got here at Riverbend, and you came and wanted to be a part of the tournament, and you were... You were just like all about the sturgeon, weren't you? Definitely, definitely. This time of year, I know there's big walleyes in the river. There's big walleyes in the river all the time. Right. But there's a real limited time Hold that mic just where a guy can come out here and catch some awesome sturgeon. The, yeah. the sturgeon fishing is second to none on this body of water, and that's why I come up here this time of year. Um, I, I love fishing sturgeon. It's 
I put my walleye gear up for a month just to fish sturgeon. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think the state record is 78 inches. Darren Troseth caught it uh, through the ice, which is an amazing video. We showed it here on the show before. It's unreal. They had to drill a whole bunch more holes. Their auger ran out. I think their battery died on their auger. They had, a, they had to borrow an auger from somebody else fishing nearby. Um, there's eight, you think there's 80 inches in here? Definitely 80 inch fish in this body of water. Um, the biggest one that I've caught to date is 65 inches. I've had a 67 caught in my boat, caught by a 12-year-old kid that awesome. reeled it in all by himself, and he had a blast. Uh, I have hooked into fish out here that we never seen. Uh, there's definitely 80-plus inch fish in this body of water, and I can't wait to catch it and have my picture <laughs> on all those billboards <laughs> with the big sturgeons. So. Yeah, you know Joe Henry's going to put up Lake of the Woods tourism billboards with your, your mug on there. That's going to be me. Surgeon. I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the hard part about it because when you grow up in Minnesota, you generally grow up as a walleye angler and you that 30-inch, that magical 30-inch fish, you just try to catch them, try to catch them. A lot of people come here specifically to get that first 30 or that 1030 or whatever it is. Maybe try to get up to that 34. There's there's some of those in here too. But when you have the chance to catch an 80 inch fish, I don't care what it is, flathead, uh, lake trout, whatever. Sucker. Sturgeon, sucker, <laughs> 80 inch sucker. An 80 inch, that's a huge fish. And if, you, if you're trying to catch fish to eat, all right, 16 inch, 17 inch walleye is great. If you wanna do battle with a giant fish that's gonna put up a fight, there's not, there may be nothing better than that in the state of Minnesota. No, there's nothing better than that in Minnesota. And there's almost nothing better than that anywhere in the country. I've been to Alaska fishing halibut. Halibut fishing is fun. I've been down in uh, uh, South Texas shark fishing. And I've been in Florida tarpon fishing. Nothing compares to sturgeon fishing. I have the opportunity to go back to Alaska or come sturgeon fishing. I'm coming sturgeon fishing. Not I gear cool. up for this every year. I love it. It's, wow. it's a better fight than catching a halibut. I really believe that. It's a lot of fun, and I, I think my biggest is 52 or something like that, and I knew it right away that it was gonna be a personal best, and I was, I, we were filming it for Prairie Sportsman, and I was uh, I was pretty excited about it when it came in, and we saw some just giant, where's Jamie's in the other room right now, but we, we saw some giant sturgeon get caught next to us, and it takes two people to hold some of those fish up for the pictures, you know? Those yep. are big fish. It, it really does. Uh, you know, if you get one in that, that upper 50s, 60 inch range it takes two people to get it in the boat yeah. it's not a one-man job I know a lot of people go out there by themselves and do it and my hats off to them yeah I don't think I could get a 60 plus inch fish in the boat by myself and it's world-class fishing right here in our backyard how old do you think some of these sturgeon are I think some of these sturgeon are probably knocking on the door of 100 years that's amazing I really do um, they're, wow. You look at the, the chart that the DNR puts out, and it's got the girth and the, the length, and it gives an estimated weight, and also gives an estimated years. I believe there's some fish up here, that 80-inch fish that's swimming out here with my name on it. <laughs> that sucker's 105 years old. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, and that's a lot of it, 
a lot of the sturgeon success, a lot of the increase in sturgeon popularity and, and success in fishing them here is due to that Clean Water Act in 1972. Yep. There was a lot of industry on this lake. They cleaned it up. They changed the, the some of the requirements and uh, the regulations on the river, really cleaned it up. And sturgeon need that cleaner water to, to thrive and survive, don't they? Yes, they do. And you know, I've been fishing sturgeon up here for probably close to 12 years. And the longer I fish, the better the fishing is. Yeah. I've noticed that. Uh, there's years you come up here that I, the first couple years I started fishing it, I was lucky to get five fish the whole season. Last year I boated 42 of them. 42. So it's possible. Anybody can. You don't need a great big boat and all the fancy gear. It's pretty easy fishing. It is. It is. I've seen a lot of people out there on a nice calm day or even on a windy day they fish the river and they're out there in a 16 foot boat, 14 foot boat and they're, they're having fun. They're catching fish. So this is something that anybody can do and it's only going to get better as the river and the lakes get cleaner and cleaner. Yeah, absolutely. Dina, you caught your first sturgeon ever. I did. Congratulations. Thank you. Tell me about it. He uh, was a little guy, so maybe he was 10 years old. I don't know. But I was shocked at how strong they are. I mean, I thought I was going to drop him. You know, he kept curling, almost like moving like a snake, you know. And um, and then Scott and Corey were warning me that, you know, be careful how I held it because it could cut me and, and everything. But it was pretty cool. Well, that's what's so neat about the young fish and the small fish is they have those scoots, which are those sharp points on their mm -hmm. body. Body, and that's their defense mechanism. That's what allows them not to get eaten by the bigger fish or whatever. It helps them grow and get bigger. And as they get bigger, those soften up a little bit. So honestly, like I've been over uh, to Winnebago where, you're, where there's a sturgeon spearing season. I was like, well, if I ever spear one, which in five years of spearing, I never saw. <laughs> never. They're there. There are big ones there. I never saw them. It's hard to spear them. But I wanted to mount one. And you had to, it had to be a minimum of 36 inches. And I was like, honestly, I would rather mount a small one because of those scoots and how they look, because I think they look so cool when they're small like that. Mm -hmm. Well, and I was on Winnebago 10 years ago. I was at the uh, Women on Winnebago spearing event. And um, I think I, I stayed in there maybe two or three hours and I was like, this is not for me. I don't want to, I don't want to kill one like that. I never yeah. saw one anyway. Um, and I wrote two stories about it. And so it's kind of been on my bucket list for a long time and had kind of given up on ever catching one. So I'm glad you had this event. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. I know you wanted to get a big walleye too. And uh, it was tough fishing for walleyes and uh, the big ones were hard to come by right now. But um, getting a sturgeon your first sturgeon is kind of kind of cool because the first time i came up and targeted sturgeon i don't know if i i don't know if i caught one or i think i caught one about the same size as yours and that was the only one i caught on that whole trip and it was like cool you know like i got it, it wasn't the 60 incher but i'm like i caught a sturgeon and that's what i wanted to do up here and that's that, those fish are old not just the fish here that are old but that species of fish i mean you call them a dinosaur because mm -hmm. they've been around for so long but this was a pretty neat event. I'm glad you were able to make it up because you drove up. It was a two-day drive for you. Again, yeah. Again, 18 yeah. 18 and a half hours, so, <laughs> but worth it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, you were at King Eider Communications, right. and you came up from... Where did you drive up from? I drove up from Little Rock. From Little Rock. Uh, so thank you, and thank you to Smith's, and thank you to Live Target, and of course Yamaha, and Yamaha's Right Waters, and uh, DRC Calls, and Riverbend. And before 
we we wrap this thing up. I got to bring in my family who came up here, of course. Uh, my parents came up and Dan's parents came up. How cool is that that they came up uh, for this show? Oh, it's so cool. I mean, like we talked about earlier in the show, I'd never, never seen my mom come fishing. And it was 30 degrees and snowing when we were questioning going fishing. And my mom's like, yep, let's go. I, I'm not sitting in this cabin. Let's go. Yeah. We're going fishing. I got to catch another walleye. So, got, I'll have yeah. them sit, take your spot right here, but, guys. Sorry. Uh, it's awesome. And and we couldn't, you know, you and I are, are lucky to do what we do in, a, in, in life. And well, it's not possible without, without these guys. It's so cliche, but it's so true. It is, you know, and, um, you know, my, my dad and, uh, and his dad, of course, introduced me to the outdoors. And we've been uh, uh, into hunting and fishing our whole lives. And I can thank them for, for introducing us and, and supporting us. And then my parents, you know, have supported everything I've done. In, in just about anything. I don't know how many baseball games and football games and whatever, you know, you guys sat through in the rain, you know, it's in the rain. It's just like that, those early games that they'd come and watch us That's in terrible my, weather. My mom's just like that. this. She said, said that exact same thing. It's like I'm watching a high school baseball game again. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming up, of course. Uh, I appreciate it. And as I as I posted on Facebook, I think one of my favorite pictures from this trip is going to be uh, you, Ron, my dad, uh, in the back in the back of the boat, not not underneath the the top where it's warm, but there he is, and he's just covered in snow, like half. You're just shielding yourself from this this snowstorm, and you're just covered in snow out there. I was frozen stiff. <laughs> You couldn't move if you wanted to. <laughs> and I'm the same age as some of those sturgeon they're talking about. <laughs> yes, then he commented, if I, 81, if I would have known I was that old, I would have stayed home. <laughs> well, glad you didn't. Yeah. No, thank you guys for coming up. And Mom, have you ever been to Lake of the Woods before? Gra have... Grab the microphone right there. I have not. This is my first trip to this area. Well, we, so we we ordered some special weather for your first trip. I noticed trip. that. You're welcome. She's looking for the shopping center. She's looking for the shopping the shopping Ron, mall. Ron, yeah. You didn't go to Ronnings? <laughs> yeah, you got to go into town. Yeah, in a bit at there. Yeah. Um, Next time. Yeah, well, you came in and you had some coffee here at, at the restaurant. You got to overlook the Rainy River. We had a good breakfast. That's a neat yes. area here, isn't it? Thanks to the river, Ben. And yeah. a nice dinner. That's right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And and Chris. Yes. I know we had you on already. Yes. And I'm just basically going to make Wade wait till the end here. That's good. <laughs> he deserves it. He's such. He, that's the best thing about. He's the butt of all of our jokes. Can Always. You guys, can you guys squeeze in just a little yep. bit? Slide to your right just a little bit. They said COVID's over. Yeah, that's right. No more six yeah, feet. You don't have to worry about it. Keep scooting. Um, <laughs> We'll blur your face over. Change your voice. Witness protection, that whole thing. You know, I, I'm very appreciative of what Dan has brought to this show and the work that he puts in. And um, I'm sure, you know, him gra graduating college in three years and having good mm -hmm. grades and being way smarter than I am and being way better at hunting and fishing than I am. And then he's you just going to join this little radio show. I'm sure, you know, I, I don't know what you guys thought of the whole thing, but from what I've been told, you guys have been very supportive of it, and I'm very appreciative of that. We're very proud. 
We are very proud. You know, I was thinking, Dan, um, way back in elementary school, hunting and fishing was your big thing. Even in elementary school, where you would bring library books home, and they weren't your typical uh, Harry Potter, those kinds of things. They were always about hunting and fishing, always. And they always had recipes in the back. Mom, 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 we got to make this. We got to make this. So I have all of these copies of recipes from when he was in elementary school. So we are very proud of both of you. Congratulations. Well, thank, thank you. you very much. Are you going to let Wade talk now? No, I want to talk to Mom again <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Wade. Oh. So, we're, so we're out of time. I'm sorry. Um, Wade, you got to you run your new boat up here on the Rainy River. I did. Congratulations. I did. It was a lot of fun. That's your first time fishing the rain. Uh, well, I mean, you've been up here. We fish the rainy a little bit in the summertime, but most of the time we've been out on the lake. But this is your first time up here in the spring, right? It really is. And uh, what a great experience it's been. I mean, it just uh, the people, the, the weather was just <laughs> something we will remember forever. Well, that's what I love about it because whether it was uh, nice weather or not usually when you're up here in the spring there's snow on the banks and you're fishing in open water and there's very few places that you can do that it's just a neat neat atmosphere well it is I mean everything you know it was from the moment we left the cities to come up here it was really great I mean mom and Chris were so excited not only was it the first time that mom got to come here it was the first time she got to go to like place like Grand Rapids and so really just unpacking northern Minnesota and, and building the experience to get here and then getting on the water and uh, seeing these fish seeing the ones we didn't really get well you did you, you did all right but it's just been a great thing I mean, every every piece about it has been wonderful yeah well I, I appreciate you coming up I know you were the first person to sign up for the fish donkey tournament you were the first person to book a uh, cabin here at River Bend you were all about it and you're like yep and my wife's coming and my and our parents are coming and I'm like what <laughs> this is awesome this well is great I just think back to when you were little right and you were catching bullheads and snapping turtles in the backyard like last I never week. thought the outdoor world was really anything you were gonna ever amount to anything in I still haven't uh, we know honest. but yet uh, you've got all these great people that have brought out the best in you but we really are proud of you well I appreciate we're, we're, that and you pointed out the secret to my success is just surrounding myself with people who are way better at this stuff than I am and, and it makes me look good so uh, you know I appreciate all of them of course and uh, again I, th I thank you guys for coming up and, and helping out and Wade you've always you've always helped out so much from from helping me run the booth at different shows when we had the magazine too and carrying that stuff around you still have boxes of magazines at my at your house in storage. I'm not really going to undress, but okay. really got this really cool shirt. I think we're podcast only right old now. Old school Minnesota Sporting Journal magazine shirt. Look at that. Most people probably don't realize we went retro for you. That this show started as a print magazine. Yeah. I, I don't, have we explained that on the, this week yet? I don't I mean, remember. So when we started this, I, I know I've told this story a lot this weekend, but I'll finish the show with this. And this is how this whole thing started back in 2012. And we we're sitting around a game fair it was august and uh i was at the minnesota sporting journal magazine booth with which with matt soberg who started the magazine his father i think it was his father built this big wood like cabin looking booth it was amazing but really heavy to lug around to every show and uh and ben bredigan was there and the three of us were sitting there going how can we it's a brand new magazine we're like what can we do to help 
market this magazine and spread the word and get it out there. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm radio is what I know. I've been in it for a long time. I'll start a radio show. It'll be a three minute show. Like in Fisherman did a three minute show it was on 300 radio stations or whatever. I'm like I'll do this three minute thing. We'll send it out. It'll be easy. That turned into an hour and that turned into 30 radio stations. And then we were sitting there saying, well, who should we have on it? And Laura Shera walked by and I'm like, well, let's get Laura Shera on it. That'll be a good first interview for the show. Well, what should I ask her? And they're like, you should ask her to marry you. <laughs> uh, what? what would you have done if you had said yes? Uh, well, <laughs> one show. <laughs> And so that was uh, the clip from the first show that we did, and that ended up being September 12th, uh, or September 15th, 2012. And I think we started on one station, maybe uh, WDAY in Fargo, and then the KK Radio Network in Park Rapids put us on five of their radio stations. So it grew to six quick, and then from there it just kept growing and growing and growing. And I always had a target goal of 30 radio stations, and I don't know, a few years ago we hit 30, and that's where we've been for a long time. And uh, uh, from, from a little conversation Conversation at Game Fair and proposing to Laura Shera to uh, 500 shows later. It's uh, it's been quite a ride. So uh, thank you to my family. Thank you to my friends. Thank you for the guys that that uh, I don't pay enough to do this with me. And uh, thank you for everybody else that's been a part of it. And thank you for watching and thank you for listening to Sporting Journal Radio. We'll see you at show number 501 next week. Thank you very much. Sporting Journal Radio is a division of Macaba LLC. If you've got a question, comment, or story idea for us, send us an email. Go to sportingjournalradio.com. While you're there, you can learn how to advertise on the show and visit our store for hats, hoodies, coffee mugs, and more. Go to sportingjournalradio.com.